0: Hey, this is Bruce. I'm the pastor of the Word Church, Kimberley. I'm so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I trust that Jesus will speak to your heart, that you'll be strengthened with faith, and that you'll experience the breakthrough that you're looking for. Enjoy the message. All right, let's, uh, let's get started. You probably, yeah, don't worry. We're not gonna be long. I think Andre Andre brought a brought a good word, so we're gonna. I'm just gonna share short short today, and um, just what what the Lord has put on my heart. Something practical uh, that you can apply in your life. And um, I just want to say, you know, like I love I love the, you know when Andre came up and he and he ministered, and you see the the. The books falling apart and the, the leather dropping on the floor and the hanky the and then the tissue and everything coming out. And like always for me, you know, if you go to another church or I don't want to compare us to other churches, but sometimes we, we push so hard on, you know, on having a structure and a certain order and I'm, structure and order is good. But my prayer is always that, um, that will be genuine that will be real that will be authentic and I feel like if you're real genuine and authentic if you feel home in church you're right and we can all just be real and genuine that means that when the worship is on our worship will be real genuine authentic that means that our lives the way we live our life will be real genuine authentic and I think everything that we do should come from the heart love the movie Mother Teresa Um, what she started doing, we really have to watch that movie. Someone took the movie. I don't know where it is, but we'll find it. Uh, If you watch her her life, it was was like that. It was just like almost unorganized, but she just wanted to do things. Eventually, she started gaining fame, and people wanted to come and put like structure and put, you know, to help. I'm not saying structure is a bad thing. And at the end, she was sitting in a board meeting, and they were doing this year plan, and she just got sick of it, and she said, I just want everything to be unorganized. I would like to be happily unorganized, and she walked out, and she carried on with her, with her ministry, but ach, I just love it. I love the real, and the authentic, and the genuine, and I, I feel that's, that's a great way to approach things. So anyway... Um, I want to carry on, last week we had a baptism Sunday, so we had uh, like eight people that were baptized, it was really great, I don't know how long we, we, um, the guys cared after the service, but it was so good, um, and it's always nice to see fruit, right, it's always nice to see that, that the Lord is actively involved, working in people's hearts and lives, and you see transformation happen, and anyway, um, but before that we were speaking about obedience, and uh, like how important obedience is, and I'd like to, I'd like to just carry on with that, with the whole series on obedience. What about the times when God has not spoken? You know, what do we do then? You know, and I think, I think that's a legit question because many times in our lives we find ourselves in a place where we don't know what to do, and uh, we don't know what God's will is, and so we don't know. If what, what I'm doing right now, is it right? Um, and so I want to give just some, some practical things on some of the experiences that I've learned and also some scriptures that I've found that will obviously help you and just guide you in your own decision making. But I, I've got to tell you, it's great when God says, give, and you go and you give, and it's an act of obedience, right? That's it's great. And like Andre shared, and sometimes you you see the 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 reward of obedience. There is reward in obedience. And I also love what he said about there's different ways to give. Sometimes you give out of obedience. Sometimes you give in faith. And so that is saying that sometimes sometimes it's up to you. Sometimes it's not up to God. God doesn't have to tell you to do everything. <laughs> you know, it's like like. As a kid, eventually uh, you grow up, mom, dad tells you to do this, do this, do this, and then eventually you begin to make your own decisions. And um, you clean your room, not because mom and dad told you to clean your room, you clean because, (sighs) all right, I'll bring some ammo, because it's the right thing to do. Or you clean your car because it's the right thing to do. Okay, so let's, um, uh, let's, let's go to Psalm 139, one of my favorite psalms uh, in the Bible. Psalm 139, reading out oh, a, a different Bible. So, um, we're going to get a bookshop going. That's going to be like our next project at the church. We're going to sell Bibles and books, T-shirts, and all kinds of stuff there, and coffee from, from the hall next door there. Just again, remember that if you buy a Christian shirt, to always wear the armor of God when you wear the shirt. If you put a Christian shirt on, you're looking for trouble. You're going to be asking for managers, and speed cops are going to pull you over. And <laughs> I'm talking nonsense. All right, so um, Psalm 139. Um, I love it. You can read the whole scripture, but verse 16. Psalm 139, verse 16, I'm reading out of the Net Bible says, your eyes saw me when I was inside the womb. All the days ordained before, for me were recorded in your scroll before one of them came into existence. One of my favorite songs to sing is Come Away, and you guys know that. Um, Come Away with me, I have a plan for you. God has a plan for you. God has a perfect plan for you. God has perfect will for your life. And uh, this verse says that every day of your life was ordained, they're recorded, before one of them came into existence. And that's that's awesome. That's really great. But um, does that take my will out? You know, does it take my choice? Does it take my decision out? Uh, You know, that's why you get subjects like Calvinism out there, that like God chooses some people and the rest are not cho- chosen. You know, if you're saved, it means you're chosen. If you're not saved, you won't. And it's utter nonsense. God is so big, so awesome, that he knows each step that you're going to take. And he does have a perfect will. But it's not his will only. God, loved, God wants you to have your will. God wants you to be able to make decisions yourself. And I know it's in our hearts, Lord, what is your will? For my life, but I've found that it is not always going to tell you. <laughs> he's not always going to tell you what to do. He's not always going to tell you which girlfriend to date. If you do, hallelujah, but sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes he, he doesn't tell you which career choice you have to, to make, which line of field you have to work in. He, he doesn't tell you what clothes you have to put on in the morning what shoes you have to wear. Some, sometimes God will give you a strict instruction saying, do this, do that. But sometimes he's not going to tell you. And I think that's okay. And, and we need to know that's okay. Ronald Bonker has this quote. Now, we all know Ronald Bonker. You should know him, especially if you've been serving God for a while. You have, would have heard his name preached to millions and millions of people he's got some hard quotes, but one of the quotes that he said is, people who are trying to find out what God's will is for their life are constantly being run over by people doing God's will. And and sometimes it's just what it is. Like if you don't know, okay, what must I do? What must I not? I don't know what to do. Then you'll find someone just doing, 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 doing. And you see they get so much results because we're spending... Months of prayer and fasting, trying to figure out what God wants us to do, and nothing gets done. And I'm, I'm all for, listen, I'm just preaching the other side of the, of the coin right now, right? Because there are moments of, of obedience, and it's definitely um, good to, to fast, to pray, to seek and pursue the will of God. But then there's times where, where sometimes you have not heard anything, that you, can, you can make a step, you can take a step. All right, um, let's go, let's quickly go to Job, Job, pr- pronounced like J-O-B-E, written like job, <laughs> go to job, <laughs> it's because it is actually job, we <laughs> taught that it's Job, but it says Job. <laughs> job 22 verse 28. Job 22 28 it says, whatever you decide on a matter, it will be established for you and light will shine on your ways. Do you like that? That's, that's different. I think the King James uh, or Amplified Bible will say You will decree a thing. You will decide and decree a thing. Yeah, there we go. And it will be established for you. You will make the decision. So, um, Smith Wigglesworth, uh, I think it was Smith Wigglesworth who said it. He said, if the Holy Spirit doesn't move me, I move the Holy Spirit. It sounds like a very arrogant thing to say until you begin to realize that there's something mutual between the Father's will. And sometimes it's like He expects you to make a decision, and He will work with your decision. Sometimes you're going to work with His decision, and sometimes the Lord is going to work with your decision. You know, sometimes it's like, Lord, what do you want to do today? I'll do it. And then you go and follow His will. But sometimes he's asking, what would you like me to do for you today? All right, can we, can, we, can we try and approach this? You know, I remember in India, you know the story. I stood in front of thousands and thousands of people who needed a word from God. It was 50,000 televised all over India. And I've never felt so unanointed in my life. Is that a word? Unanointed. Nothing. You know, like probably one of the biggest ministry opportunities I've had in my life, and I felt like the Lord was dropping me. And uh, no presents, no goosebumps, no inspiration, and uh, I remembered that quote. And I remember, okay, wait, maybe I must give the Lord two fishes and five loaves to work with. And I decided on a name of a person. I remember writing down the Kumars. I remember we watched SABC3. My dad used to love that thing. Wrote SABC3, wrote Kumars down, looked at the crowd, said, these people live in flats. Wrote the flat number down, said, said a sickness. And I just, I, do, I wouldn't say I was faking it. Maybe I was creating it. I was, don't know what I was doing, but I just said, Lord, you didn't move me. Now I'm going to move you. You need to do something now. For the sake of our reputation. I said, I took... And then I said, your name is Kumar something so-and-so. You live in flat number so-and-so. You were di- diagnosed with cancer. The Lord wants to heal you. Boom, these guys will start coming out. And I started realizing we're one with Him. We are one with Him. We are one with Him. Wow. Wow. And th- there's times where we need to pray God's will. Lord, what do you want? But I do not think... It is wrong if you have a, a a passion in your heart. I think God wants you to have that. Whatever's in your heart, he's like, you go and whose child is this? Can please, whosever's? <laughs> my word. You go ahead and, and get it. So let's quickly go to Act 16, Act 16, mark Luke John, Act 16, and we're going to read just, just a key verse, um, verse 6 and 7, and I want you to, to see what's actually happening here, what the disciples are doing. It says, they went through the region of, do we have any Greek people who can help me pronounce that name? Wow. Friar, uh, yeah. Hey? For here. For here. And Galatia, then it says, having been prevented by the Spirit from speaking the message in the province of Asia. Can you King James it? Who would have thought we need to go to King James to understand what the message says? Go to King James quickly. Now, when they had gone throughout that place and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, okay? Um, after they were, in, were come to yeah, Mycia. so let me just, can I tell a funny story quick? So the other day, I like to shoot these videos in, um, got a little YouTube channel going. And so I went to the Trinity Methodist Church in town because it's a beautiful church. So I was shooting the video and they had the caretaker of the church sit in the service while I was busy recording the video. And I was talking about the road to emails. where the two disciples met with Jesus after he's risen from the dead. And I, I kept on saying, the road to Emmaus, <laughs> And the caretaker eventually stopped and said, listen, I just want to help you, it's Emmaus. <laughs> so he saved my reputation, thank God. So if you, if, you watch, if you watch the video, you actually hear me say it very well and confident, Emmaus. But then it says, but the Spirit suffered them not. Go back to the net translation there. The Spirit suffered them not. N-E-T. But the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to do this. That means, that is super encouraging. Because that means that the disciples didn't ask if they could go. They didn't wait for a sign and a wonder before they could go. They went And God stopped them. Don't you think that's cool? That's cool. And sometimes we don't go and we'll never know until you go. And God is so good. And that's why I think obedience is so important. You can't have this message without listening to the two previous messages that I preached on obedience. But sometimes they made a decision. Hey, we're going to spread the gospel everywhere. And there's going to be times in your life where you go and you experience some kind of resistance in the sense, not, not from people, but from the Spirit of God saying, no, don't. And that tells me like, um, you can decide. You, you have the, the will to decide. And I'm, sometimes it makes me think of, you know, I'm in a great time of my life because I've obviously got the three little kids. And sometimes you let them do things and all you have to do is just nudge them in the right direction. Just give them a nudge and say, okay, no, not that way, you know, like Joshi when he will run on a on a course, you know he's going to go this way sometimes and you have to hit him back into the lane, No, that way so that's what what the lord um, will do wants to do um, with you so i'm going to repeat myself on a, on a story I mentioned a, a couple of months ago. Um, one of my favorite movies is The Matrix, the first one. The others are not, not so good. The Matrix is a cool, cool movie. And uh, there's this account uh, in, in The Matrix where Neo, uh, the chosen one, is, is, he's heard he's the chosen one. Everyone is telling him what, you know, you're going to liberate the people from, from uh, The Matrix, you know, there's so much, like, similarities in that movie, in the gospel. I'm not saying it is the gospel, but there's so much similarities, actually. Um, and so, Neo goes to meet the oracle. Who's, who's never seen the movie? Okay. Oh, come on, guys. Because it's bad, hey. No, I'm joking. No, no it's a good movie. Go watch it. Go watch it. Yes, I can't tell yeah, I was going to say, definitely Antony's definitely watched that movie. Yes. Even my parents have seen The Matrix. <laughs> so, but anyway, so Neo goes to see the, the oracle, and they tell him the oracle is going to confirm that you, you know, that you're the one. So she... He privately meets with the oracle, and she says, "You're not the one, <laughs> not the one." And he's like, "Oh well, alright, I'm here now." And and God's spoken to me through that. He said, "I've realised that you don't always need a confirmation. You need a contradiction sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes you need to hear the opposite." And I've realized that uh, this is very controversial. Because if you've got parents, especially if you're being brought up and they tell you don't do it, listen to them. Okay? Listen to them. But sometimes God puts something in your heart and He speaks to you. And sometimes hearing no from someone else is what you need to hear. Because. We sometimes, because all the days are written in His book. If I think that everything is scripted, well, what what must I do? Where must I go? You know, do you hear where I'm going? What happened to Neo is that in the story, it took fate, what we call fate. We don't use fate; the world uses fate, out of the narrative. To the point that I'm not just gonna be the one because I'm programmed to be the one. It put the power of choice back in. Okay, it took the power of choice. This is still gospel, right? I'm not speaking just movies now. I'm taking something that I learned out of a movie. It's, you know, like go watch a movie. It will do good for you sometimes. And um, and always, it was that. It was that contradiction. That sparked the ability to choose, to make a choice to be. And that's maybe what God wants to tell you today, church. You have the choice to be, to become. Yes, I have a, the perfect will for your life. Choose. Make a choice. You know, you have the freedom to choose what you want to do, what you want to be. Choose. And, and sometimes hearing no, or hearing you can't, or hearing you won't, is exactly what you need to hear. Because you can respond with, I want to, I will be, I'm going to be, I'm going to break through. Amen. Let's quickly go to Mark 11. So, on your way there, I'll, I'll share um, what my Bible school teaches. Uh, Bible school leaders and pastors told me. This is also... Now, I'm not talking about arrogance, né? So sometimes I have to just cover myself a bit because sometimes people hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying go and party and do what you want to, right? I'm not saying that. Because anyone with a relationship with Jesus, with the, with the Spirit of God, will be able to hear this message... Um, with, with the pure intention that I'm bringing it. I'm not trying to create a rebellion, okay? I'm not, because, yeah, Jesus said, we'll know you by your fruit. We'll know you by your fruit. <laughs> we'll you by your fruit. Um, there's, we always had people like I to think about like what I'm gonna say because I know they're gonna do something based off of what I said on Sunday. I'm gonna take the blame for it. But Mark 11, verse 23, we know of by heart. I tell you the truth. If someone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will happen, it will be done. For this reason, I tell you, whatever you pray, Whatever you ask for, what believe you have received it, and it will be yours. The, the King James puts it better. It says, whatever, he says, whosoever will say to this mountain, can have whatever. Are you a whosoever? Okay. You must change your surname to whosoever. Bruce whosoever, Anya whosoever, we are all whosoever's. You can have whatever. That's what he said. He put no limits to it. He said, you can have whatever you ask for. Okay? Philippians chapter 4, we know. He says, don't be anxious about anything. But instead, be thankful and make your wants known to God. Make your wants known to God. That's anything. When he said, I will not want, that means I will not lack any good thing. And I, I really feel that sometimes as a church, come on, guys, if there's something that you want, God wants you to have it. God wants you to have it. Amen. Let's close. Let's close with Philippians. I think it's chapter two. Otherwise, I'll, I'll just quote it. I hope this is a good message. I was, I was talking about my Bible school leaders and my, my, my pastors, but when Anya and I started dating 16 years ago, was it 16 years ago? Yes, it was. 16 years ago, when you were born, Anya and I started dating. <laughs> um, and uh, we went to our pastors. At that time, well, I went to the past because it's the right thing to do. I don't know what, if you did that. <laughs> Probably not. Probably why they gave me such a hard time about you. But Anyways, I went to them and said, Anya, I want to date Anya. We like each other. We would want your blessing. I remember what they told me. We never thought that she's the right one for you. Are you sure? So I said, um... Like hearing that from an authoritative figure can be like, oh goodness. But what it did was it took faith out of the narrative. We were meant to be together. We were meant to be. You know, it's like uh, like like people say it like, that's the one. I was praying for. I knew it. I didn't know. I made a choice. I made a decision. I made a choice. That's the one I want to love. Amen. That's the one I want to spend my life with. And you know what? God honors that. And he says, have what you want with all the consequences that comes along with it. <laughs> Come on man. You get, it. You get it. Yeah. Come on. And that's what I I think we need to check out because the world wants you to fall in love. The world wants you to be controlled and wants this, this picture of like how everything was perfect. It's nothing like that. It's nothing like that. Make a choice. And if you've chosen, I'm telling you, a choice makes you powerful. If you fall in love, you can fall out of love. You can have butterflies in your tummy by choosing to love. You don't have to have butterflies in your tummy because it just happens. I love her. God loves you. Not because you're a suah And he just couldn't help it. He just had to die for you. No, he made a decision. I'm going to forgive you. I'm not going to remember your sins. I'm going to love you unconditionally. I'm going to be faithful to you. No matter what comes, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're going to do, that's my decision and I'm sticking to it. And that's what we need to realize. Like a choice puts the power in your hands. It gets you to script things. Gets you to decide. God says, you decide. You decree a thing, and it will be established. Amen. I said Philippians. But it's exact, they weren't wrong. They told me what I needed to hear. Because otherwise, the moment that My relationship is met with opposition. I'll think, God, did I hear you right? God didn't say, say, hey, you chose. You made the decision. You made the decision. And again, I'm not saying that God doesn't have the perfect person for you. If that's the narrative you want, have it. But remember, the other side. The consequences, (laughs) I'm joking. Philippians Philippians, let's finish here. Um, Ah, it's okay. It's close. He says, it is God that is actively at work in you to will and to do um, everything according to his pleasure. That's what the Bible says about your life. And I think maybe this week, and I love the, the end of the year, Every end of the year I get my diary and I begin to write out what I think, what I want to see this year coming. I write down man I don't care if it's if it's crazy. I write down the car that I want to drive. I write down the 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 income that I want to bring in into my I I, (laughs) Grace Lord. Or grace for me, the, the house, the, the things that you want to do. Come on, just say amen. There we go. Um, write it down. I think if we as a church begin to stop being so, we get stagnant with indecision. We get stagnant with, God, what is your will? And God is on the other side saying, man, if you decide, I'll be behind you. I'll back you. I'm for you. And, and be sensitive enough also to pray what do you want me to do, Lord? You know? I think there's a a mutual thing. I remember the prayer. Um, I love to pray it in the morning. I, I ripped it off from someone. I can't remember. He said, God, whatever you're doing today, don't do it without me. And I know that the Lord is saying, Bruce, whatever you're doing this week, don't do it without me. Andre quoted it, if you'll acknowledge the Lord in all your ways, He will direct. He will just bring direction, but it's your ways, He will direct. It's your ways, He will, will, uh, what's the Psalm 91 say, He will not let you stumble over a stone. But I think we need to team up with God, in a sense, like you're a king. That means you have the right to make decisions. That means that you have the right to decree things. Decree things. Get a pen and a paper. And take down your vision. Put it a, on a paper. Let people see it. Let, let your family see it. We're going to have this. We're going to do things. 23, we're going to, I believe for the church, we're going to grow. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna make an impact in our city. We begin to decree things. We're, we're coming out. We're stepping forth. All the things that are coming against you, saying you can't, answer it and say, I will. <laughs> I want to. I'm going to. You know, whatever it is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose weight. I'm going to do it. And let's, let's begin to, to move forward in life. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for this word. Thank you for this meeting today. Thank you for the grace. Like we know that your word says that it's actually your desires that you are putting in our hearts. And Lord that right now, maybe there are people in this church that are believing for something new, like my dad sang this morning, a new start, a new beginning. And maybe there's opposition like facing it. I pray, Lord that, that faith will answer the, that faith will answer what comes against. That faith will talk back to the resistance. And that by faith, that we will possess the promises. By faith, we possess that what our hearts desire, that what you desire for us. I thank you, Father. You've called us to be above, to not be beneath. You have not called us to exist, but to live to prosper in everything that we do. If it was like that in the old, how much more in the new? And that will, as we approach the end of the year, that vision will just come into our hearts of what, what is actually genuinely possible. And we'll begin to break ground, break into new territory, out of the limits of our, what our forefathers, has come from forefathers, or what we've seen, to break into something new dawning of a new day an excitement in jesus name we thank you father that your voice is near and we have the promise they said that we will hear your voice your sheep hear your voice and that that this church and these people sitting here today won't have to try to be spiritual they are spiritual won't have to try to hear they do hear and that they can decree a thing and the Holy Spirit will work with them and and stop them where they need to. Stop us where we need to and work with us and direct and establish our path. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, I trust that message blessed you. Please feel free to contact us for any prayer requests or feedback. We would love to connect with you. You can follow the Word Church Kimberley on any social media platform and become a part of our online community. Be blessed.